Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 65, 28 days later, and this is take 63 of me trying to say, activists. Who are you? Wake up today in hospital. Wake up and I'm, I'm hallucinating. I've got some bad news. They're infected. Infected. Butter. Infected with blood. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's the blood. There's something in the blood. You never go anywhere alone unless you've got no choice. Hello? Lesson two. Only travel during daylight unless you've got no choice. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Tonight we have with us Jess. Hello. Larry. Hello. And Ewan. Hello. So this week we're going to be doing episode 65, 28 days later, and I think some of us may have watched 28 weeks later. I have. Jess, you haven't yet? No. But we, yet. we can explain it to you. Got an interesting story, that one, actually. Yes, three, step men ex- step. three men explaining a horror film to a woman. That's that's <laughs> always gone down easy. <laughs> but did you watch the helicopter scene? Like yes. I, okay. I did. You know, I recognised it, so I know I've definitely seen it, like parts of it before. Okay. Well, when we when we talk about that, uh, you know, I found that quite an interesting uh, part of the film. So, mm-hmm. anyway, twenty eight days later, I should actually discuss what we've been doing this week. Myself um, tested COVID again today, so I had it October, and then and my wife. And the kids, and then Boxing Day, and my wife got it again. Now, over the last week, all the kids are having it, and today I've got it again. So I feel different to last time. I feel quite ill, actually. Um, but I'm carrying on. I'm being a brave soldier and carrying on and doing this. Um, so, so I'm not going to be able to go out until probably the weekend again now, which is a bit rubbish. But I will get to watch lots of films, so that'd be good. In that way, other than I'm losing lots of work, which is also crap. Will this ever end, guys? Will this COVID thing, you know, will it ever end? Is it, are we just going to get this every few months now? It seems that way. Have you all had it? Nope. I haven't. Well, I had it, I had it at the very start, but that was like when they were, when it was first, like on the, on the news and everything saying like, oh, what is it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But not since, no. Yeah, it's pretty pants. I can't believe I've had it. And I've had three vaccinations, which is a bit weird as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I've, I've been doing, getting ill. Uh, Jess, because I know we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, just working. That's pretty much it. Um, played some Minecraft. Oh, rage quit that's, Minecraft. That's, that's about it. Video on video. Rage I played yep. some Minecraft. I rage yep. quit. I start some a world. I get so far. I die. I start a new world, and it repeats. That's oh, no. uh, as far as that goes. That's a bit like when I was playing Rust, and I was really getting into it, and I'd spend all this time, and then I'd log in, and someone smashed my 
house to bits and taken everything. <laughs> and, oh, oh, no. and like, and then I do it again. I spend a couple of days doing it with the kids, and we build something. And then one day we'd be sat in there, you know, having a chat in front of the fire. And then someone would break in, kill us, and take all our stuff. And then like, <laughs> in the end, I gave up because it just wasn't for me. You know, Great. it's a lovely game as well. Other than people mugging Griefing. you off all the time. Yeah. Griefing, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, sorry, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Larry. Uh, writing, animating, lots of animating. Um, I have set myself a goal that people will have my script by February. <laughs> it is coming, I swear. Um, and then alongside that, yeah, um, I've got to get loads of uh, voice actors um, for this animation. Oh, I'll do it, mate. Be... All right. Well, I've got lovely voices, <laughs> mate. I'll, uh, I'll send, I'll send, can, a, I'll send a, a script. I'll send a if you want. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's... <laughs> oh, it's from past episodes. Don't worry. We had, we had a guy who wrote a script, Paul, about oh, okay. a squirrel, who went round the house kind of worrying <laughs> Yeah, folks, I remember that. I remember moving, you telling me Moving that. things about. Do you know what I mean? That, that's mm. how scary he was. <laughs> <laughs> Move your... Uh, what is it? Your, your wax things about, wasn't it? Your wax melts. <laughs> well, if anyway, anyone wants to do it, it's a long story. Going back to mouse. episode twenty, and you might actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, very funny. Um, you in? Yeah. Well, it's been a it's been a busy busy week. Just so so many things coming out in both movies and TV that I have to. I feel like I have to cover um, or see. And you know, in the meantime, I'm trying to watch uh, Downton Abbey as well. Which is great, to be honest. I'm I'm sort of fully invested, despite the fact it's it's very posh and upper class, and you know the things I've pretty much said every week. But it's it's still it's a very charming and interesting show, I think. Um, and that's sort of like let me unwind after watching so much. But we'll get onto that later, I, I would imagine. Yes, yeah, we, we lots to talk about later. Um, so, twenty eight days later. Uh, made two thousand, released two thousand and two. Directed by Danny Boyle of Trainspotting in the Beach, Slumdog Millionaire, I think. Um, written by Alex Garland, who wrote. Oh, what did he write? He Dread. Did, yeah, he did Dread. Great. Um, what is that I've written there? That makes no sense. What I've written there at all. Anyway, I'm not going to read that. Anyway, I know he did Dread, and I'm sure he did some other. Uh, yeah, well, he Let did look. He wrote. Yeah, he wrote the beach first of all, yeah, which, that's which, it. which Danny Boyle also directed. He also wrote and directed later on. He wrote and directed Ex Machina. Um, that's a great film as well. And then later he did Annihilation, which I think is also quite good. But yes. yeah. more importantly, he also did um, Devs, which is a BBC series he did, which I think I, I think you should watch Lawrence. And the reason I'm talking to you in particular is because of your. Um, uh, oh, sort no. of rampages around uh, about um, Tenor because um, <laughs> I think I, I think Dev five star film because right? <laughs> I, I, I think Devs does better with this a similar concepts that um, Tenor tackles but within an eight hour um, limit so it's kind of to me I understood a lot of what they were trying to do um, mm. 
at least on the uh, on the first watch than I did with uh, did with Tenet, and I reckon you'd you'd enjoy it. It's on BBC iPlayer, so it's. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check it out because I'm pr- I have seen that advertised. So, I'm, but I, for some reason my mind's drawing a blank. But mm. yeah, it's um, I mean it's gonna take a lot to to absolutely go and overtake Tenant. Maybe, but I but I reckon you'd like it anyway, because I because I I I think, uh, I mean obviously I I do dismiss Tenant a lot, but I, <laughs> I, I but I, I do like I do like what Christopher Nolan at least tried to achieve. Um, but I think Alex Garland work, his mind works in a similar way. I mean you can see that in sort of Ex Machina and stuff. He clearly has all that information in his head. He just needs some sort of an outlet to help it pour out. Um, Jess, have you yeah. seen Tenant? Nope. Ah well. <laughs> I'm just Good taking luck. this in. I've no idea what you're about. <laughs> oh, I, have, I ain't got a fucking yeah. clue. What <laughs> well, oh, I'm sure be, it's one to cover on probably on the podcast. But yeah, no, I'll just be here for probably I'd hours on you, end. I'd love you to explain that one. Yeah. I, no, I do it to you in too much, to which to the point he's just like, please stop. <laughs> well, I suppose in some ways it's like a horror film experience, yeah. <laughs> no, it is, it, is, it is a fine film. And it, I emphasise fine. <laughs> I was going to say, like, through the teeth, like, it's a fine film. <laughs> so, so it starred Tommy Shelby as Jim. <laughs> and uh, Christopher Eccleston as Major. I think I've wrote West. Harry West. Yeah, yeah. the doctor. The doctor. I can't can't read my own writing at the moment. Um, at a budget of eight million and a box office of eighty five million, had a sequel twenty eight days later. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Why didn't I write it down? This is all going wrong today. Yes, I've written it down. Okay, what do you think? Yeah, it's really good. Like, <laughs> it's it's honestly really good. I think I, I like it because it's um I think it takes especially when it came out and especially at the time it kind of elevates that sort of genre for the I guess you'd call it like a zombie genre. Mm. Very but much. Like, yeah. But like, uh, but for me, like in that film, it's more of kind of like an inf- you know infected sort of. Similar concepts to zombies, but I think that's why it's elevated more, and I These think it are works for it. Very angry ones. So, so on Rotten, it had eighty-seven percent, um, and the audience gave it eighty-five. So, mm. it's well respected. Pretty decent. Pretty decent mm. at all. Um, and I love the music in it as well, especially the main kind of bit that kicks in. Yeah, John um, Murphy. It, it's yeah. it's such a. It, it's so great as well because it's like it's quite as. It's quite a spare soundtrack at times because you because I I think Boyle kind of wanted to emphasise the em- the emptiness of like you know when when Jim enters London and there's nothing around and it's quite silent and quite scary, but then you get sort of trickles of the soundtrack here and there, especially as he's going through London and you get sort of it's it starts off gentle and then it goes like extreme when he goes to the um, the missing persons posters yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in in a Piccadilly Circus, it's, I think. Um, it's really good. So the beginning of this, normally I do an intro, um, and I should have called it twenty five takes later, because <laughs> twenty eight <laughs> takes later. It was just taking 
I couldn't do it. In the end, I had to do something. But so I haven't really explained what this film's about at all to anyone who's never seen this film. I'm sure you have, but um, but I, I'm sure there's like some experiments or something going on in a lab mm. with chimpanzees and some uh, animal activists break in there and release the chimps, which then the chimps attack the humans there, biting them, and the humans react in a different way to this, don't they? I don't. Yeah. The chimps, the t- chimps don't have the rage, do they? Or do um, they? they look angry? They, they do look very angry. But chimps quite often are quite angry, aren't they? Because <laughs> that mate says, kept doesn't in cages. Yeah, that mate yeah. says, doesn't they? Yeah. The scientists he says they have the rage. Yeah, rage. It says like don't don't let them out because they carry the. the oh, they virus. do. They carried it, but I didn't see them. They weren't really like others later on in the film when they've got the rage. Their head button walls. They're doing all sorts, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose um, they're not like zombie got... monkeys. That's true. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I liked about it though is that it kind of takes. It, I, dare I say, was it the first film that did the whole running zombie, like you know, infected sort of run, running thing? I, yeah. I, I think it yeah. certainly made it popular. I think yeah. when um, Zack Snyder made his version of Dawn of the Dead, I, th- I think they took the running zombies concept from Twenty Eight yeah. Days Later. What are they called yeah. in Dying Light? The ones that really run quick. What are they called? Ah. Uh... It comes to me in a bit. Fast boys. So I think it's quite noble being an activist and things, but sometimes you just need to be a bit careful when releasing chimpanzees. Yeah. That was my views on it. Although, um, you know, should they have been testing on monkeys and or that sort of thing on monkeys not. in the first place? I mean, definitely that's, not. That, that's but where this whole thing yeah. comes from. I mean, it's, it's what I really like about this film in particular is that, I mean, first of all, you're not entirely sure where this virus has come from. I, th- I think the, exp- the like official explanation is that these scientists were trying to treat um, like anger rage. or rage or yeah, yeah, is it? yeah. and um, they wanted to figure out how to do that, so they tested it on monkeys, and that's and that's where where they got. But do it you from. think that, that is that what they were experimenting to do was to actually stop people being angry or gives for, like for, a bit for, of for violent people? Yeah, I mean, I'm only getting that from like the behind the scenes thing. Yeah, but yeah. again, oh, okay. but again, I think I think it's one of those things that is deliberately left for for interpretation in some ways. Um, Here we and, go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're the interpret in, interpretators interpretators in, interpreters. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Yeah, interpretations. Yeah. 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 The interpretation <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's it's um and I, I also just really like how like even even though you know you get you get that they get infected at the start and you see yeah. that woman just like vomiting up blood but you don't fully understand what's going on i mean I'd, i i would love i would love to have been like someone who went to the cinema when this came out and not know anything about it um oh, brilliant and, yeah and, and and i remember when it came out on dvd so this would have been i don't know 2004 maybe um i saw it i saw the poster on um uh, the window of choices, which is like the Seven Oaks version of Blockbuster, and it's a really sc- even the poster is really scary because it's just mm. it's just a really red image of yeah. uh, 
this guy by himself so jim by himself with big ben and everything and you just sort of and you know you sort of wonder what 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 is going on i mean again i didn't know it was a zombie movie when i saw the poster so it's quite it already gives that kind kind of fear and i think if you were to go in without knowing anything about it and you saw jim played by killian murphy um just like wander around a completely empty london it's 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 terrifying in, in in a strange way it's just it's just like there's nothing there and it's um i think that's part of its uh, impact it sets a tone really well like i think the film in general the whole tone of the film is kind of bang on and it it uh, yes it's set like obviously in the uk but what i like about it is that it feels very much like a contain like obviously it's an outbreak but what i like about the film is that nothing nothing feels too over the top no in like you know when he first goes into the church and there's all these bodies and you know makes a noise and then like three of the three bodies just shoot up and just stare yeah. and it's just that awful feeling of like nah fuck this yeah <laughs> yeah what's going on <laughs> yeah um, literally and i just i just love um yeah when he goes into a church and i mean it, again one of my one of my favorite shots in the movie is when he goes up the stairs and the camera tilts up and you see the um, the word nigh painted on like a massive wall and then it paints up further and it's like it goes like the end is extremely fucking nigh and it's just such yeah. a it's such an amazing image. but also like the in- essentially the introduction to zombies aside from uh the two or three that ca- come up in the in the sort of pile of bodies is the priest that sort of like mm. storms through the doors and it's just like I-, I i just love that kind of i don't know this is like a very um it's a very nihilistic image it's very much like any kind of hope is forsaken. Like any kind of like spiritual awakening is gone because this guy is just the <laughs> priest has turned into a zombie. So you're, you're like the world is fucked. Well, um, didn't didn't as well. And I'm I'm not too sure which one came first. I think it was 28 Days Later. But didn't Robert Kirkman with The Walking Dead take huge inspiration of how that film? starts with waking up from yeah. a coma i'm not saying that it's directly but they have very well, i yeah. did look this up earlier because i was a bit like where did this come from you know did yeah. someone take it from someone um, But apparently he actually said himself that um although the film came out before the walking dead he actually wrote that part of the walking dead before the film came out oh cool okay. so he had already written that he woke up from a coma um apparently it's also, yeah. I think it's, it's also good start. It's a good yeah, start. I think it's also inspired um, by. I haven't seen the film, but um, Day of the Triffids um, from the, I think it's from the sixties. Uh, again, another sort of British post-apocalyptic um, movie, and I, th- I, I think in that the protagonist wakes up in hospital in much the same way. So I think maybe both came up with that. But it's funny um, uh, because there's always. Um, we might get onto this later, but. Um, there's always the the rumors that float every so often because we've had 20 days later we've had 28 weeks later um that there's rumors of like the, the sequel to that as 28 months yeah. later mm-hmm. and um Danny Boyle is it, it, is it fre- should be. yeah yeah really? he's he, he's frequently asked about this and about and he always says oh yeah we're, we're in talks you know Alex Garland and I are in talks and stuff like that 
and then in one interview he says yeah but we don't want to re- reveal too much in case uh, Walking Dead nicks it I do want them to do it I do I do think that they should they should round it like round it off because obviously we'll go into it I imagine later but the way that the second film ends leaves it open to mm. so many different things that could happen yeah so we need to whip through it a little bit um, so I don't know how long I'm going to hold out, but um, <laughs> I'm trying my best. So I've got here, so I just put a few bullet points. Um, they all go to a house. I can't even remember now how they get there. I, was, I watched this at the beginning of the week again, but um, I, I just wrote down the scene with the with the blood in the eye. Um mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah, doesn't it drip onto his eye? I, I, so, well, yeah, he yeah. meets. He meets like yeah. um, so. They, they end up going. He ends up going. He ends up meeting um, essentially another main character mm. who like is Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, um, that's Brendan Frank, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah. they all they essentially like agree to travel and try and you know as, get as far away sort of thing, and yeah. They end up in a scenario where essentially, like, well, I guess to preface, if, if people haven't seen it, in this film, it's a bit different. It's like, it's not just bites it's and scratches, but it's if any sort of blood or bacteria yeah. gets in any mm. sort of Spit. cut or wound yeah. or open, open yeah. you know, I mean, The Walking Dead is supposed to follow that, but they really, really don't. Yeah. Because there's yeah. been times where it's been like, oh, okay, like someone's got a little scratch and it, they've yep. turned. And then other times, you know, there's blood all over their face and mouths. And it's mm. like, no, that's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like Rick, or, or like Rick Grimes <laughs> just biting someone's throat out, and then yeah. Gonna... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Then he uh, he ends up, but like he he looks up and there's a crow, it, I believe it is, and it, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it draw it it's like eating yes, body, yeah, yeah, a body, and it blood drips into his eye, and it's uh, it's and really well, again really well done, yeah. Right, and then he turns from there and they kill him, don't they? They they, yeah. they take him. Well, he's already dead anyway, but they take him out, and that's the. Is that the army fellas? Yeah. So so they go and follow a signal, don't they? Um, they go yeah, out of London. That's, yeah, that's they it. Follow, that's it. Sorry, they yeah, follow yeah. a signal that broadcasts the answer to infection is here. Um, and then they go off to somewhere near Manchester um, to this, essentially a, a country house, um, country estate. Um, you know, very place. rich, very opulent. Yeah. Funnily enough, I, I don't know if, I'm, I'm sure you guys know this, but filmed pretty much very close to you guys um really yeah um, i didn't know that the uh, the name of the house has completely escaped me but it's quite near redlinch oh. lawrence <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's really near redlinch i looked on google maps so it's, it's a really... it says here trafalgar nice. park near salisbury yeah so that's south of salisbury no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> mad I'm gonna to have to go there, and just run around and scream the scream the <laughs> scream the c from, word. Is, that, is that where you're from? <laughs> that's that's the yeah. well, yeah. Trafal- Trafal- yeah. Trafalgar School is where is obviously where I went to school. But like, yeah, when Red Lynch would do like some bits around there, and then like if we did filming, we used to do like filming around that area. Wow, but that's mad. I just, I just <laughs> I can't believe. That. I just can't believe like we spent three years at. Uh, doing a film course in Salisbury, and we and never, never knew went there. <laughs> that, that no. location was there. 
Weird. It's typical, typical, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, maybe we might have. I mean, we did drive around like for hours on end at some points looking for film locations. So we probably yeah. did at one point see it yeah, and then true. be like, that's nice. And yeah, then just drive yeah. straight past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the broadcast was to get people to go there, but it wasn't. They had a, another agenda, really, didn't they? The, the army. Were they real army? I think yeah, they were. Yeah. 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 They've just kind of like hit breaking point, haven't they? They've just, all of them have kind of like slowly just like, I mean, there's that, that one character, isn't there? He's like really kind of like the innocent one of the yeah. group. And well, then you've got like the yeah. exaggerated ones and all that. But the other yeah. one's all fucking hell. Look at that. Fucking yeah. hell, son. Yeah, Not that, yeah. that guy. Um, yeah. And I think my, my parents were not happy with with that. Like when we when we watched that quite, we watched that quite like when we were went with me and my sisters when we were quite young, and That's obviously, you yeah. well from from the start of the film till that point, it, there's yeah, there's like there's language in it, like you know, here and there, but it's very much more about the horror. And then you get there, and it's just like just. <laughs> Just certain words to which, my, at the point of watching it, just parents would just look over like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, I, I think also, I mean, it, it, it's funny sort of watching it with with the context of The Walking Dead because I mean, Twenty Eight Days Later is pretty much it, it's pretty much a season of The Walking Dead in some ways, in that they go to a location see that be comfortable there for a minute see that it's fucked up then move on is, is that yeah. sort of is that sort mm-hmm. of situation but i like i like the um especially when you get to the military it's kind of i don't know it, it feels like because i think danny Boyle and Alex Garland looked at actual sort of conflicts in the world to sort of try and get a more realistic portrayal of what a post-apocalyptic situation would be like and i think he looked at certain sort of military um disaster well not disasters but kind of um a, a, a certain atrocities around the world and i think i think what the army tried to achieve in that situation is kind of, i feel like it's probably representative of things that actually do happen you know they try and um you know try, try essentially put these two poor poor woman and a girl into into a sort of a sex slavery and it's just like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's horrible and, and you sort of you, and it's more it's probably that point is probably the most horrible thing that ever happens in the film and a lot of th- a lot of horrible things happen in the film and it's uh it's kind of like i don't know it's climbing into the depths of you know how horrible humans can be as well as um you know the zombies mm. oh definitely definitely um so in the end really most of them die. Mm. All this, mm. I think all the uh, soldiers pretty much died, didn't they? I think. Yeah. Was they? Yeah. Um, what was his name? Jim turns into some sort of like assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, the just, t-shirt yeah. Off. Yeah. Jim's like, amazing oh. at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Sorry, you go, okay, Jeff. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, you can see. His Peaky Blinders character comes into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's quite, you know, he, he comes really headstrong and he didn't really have that throughout the film, I don't think, not until I, that point. Yeah, and I, 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 I really like that scene as well because that's like the first, um, 
uh, almost the only use of that piece of music, um, which sort of became yeah. almost the theme of the film, the theme music for the film, which is like In a House in a Heartbeat, I think it's called, the, the John Murphy track, yeah. where it just starts Amazing. off with a gentle piano thing. And then as a support, it moves into something, you know, a heavy electric guitar, just get, just, get, just going into it. And it's, it's, so, it's so effective. And it, it's such a frightening... Uh, track i think um and that whole scene is just brilliant i mean even though even though I, there are a few things which i which i don't fully i'm not fully convinced by first of all that yeah as you say jim just suddenly becomes a you know a master assassin as you say yeah. um but also I, i'm also not convinced that he let the zombies in the house when um uh, selena and hannah are still in there I think that's quite yeah. a risky move to take, you, you know. Very much, it, it, yeah. But it's um, very ballsy. Very yeah. ballsy. But in any case, the scene is great, so it kind of works. <laughs> yeah, they had they, they had a pet zombie, didn't they? Um, yeah, the army it locked up. It was mm. one of their own, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they like yeah. trying to understand it, though, yeah. aren't they? Like he says, like there's still like he again, not on to the actual point of what he said, but it's like kind of trying to find the humanity in it of like oh is there any resemblance of yeah. the person but that's another thing as well i love one thing i love about this film is how it ends mm. i i applaud it for doing the thing where it's like because again this to the same fact of they're not undead they're just infected people like essentially like the rabies virus yeah mm. you know like kind of what wreck then clearly took inspiration from and then put into their films but i love how they they just end up starving to death like mm-hmm. all of the infected just end up after months and months and months just end up uh, is it no weeks and weeks i should say yeah but it, but <laughs> it's, it's funny lot, is it? it's not that many i can't remember you'll have to watch the second one again but like this a certain amount of weeks they will die it might be like 15 weeks or maybe yeah because they end up clearing it don't they like yeah and it, like opening london but but it's funny you you mentioned wreck because i, I thought of that and i actually listen I, i've seen this film like over 10, 10 times it's, it's one of my favorite horror films but i i only started listening to what the um i can't remember his name but the guy, the guy they call like a new age guru of the army who talks about mm. you know the humanity only being here for two blinks of an eye and stuff like that and he has a really interesting monologue that he delivers when he's being chained up with 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 Jim, which you know talks about essentially how how the virus has spread, and he was talking about how to um, how it was kind his his idea was that they'd cordoned off England as an island in order so so that the um, the infection would be kept on the island, and I love I, I love that even though it's left ambiguous really as to as to what happened, but it's it's a really interesting idea because it kind of uh, uh, as you say with wreck it's a similar thing with wreck where they um essentially you know cut off the tower in order to prevent any zombies from from getting out um and i think it's 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 even more profound in this way because it's like i feel like england is often or has been treated as a very sort of you know with the it's sort of imperialist past it's kind of like it's it's history is going to other countries and taking them over essentially and i just love the idea that britain here is just it is completely sort of like wiped out in in, in a strange way which makes it sort of even more um interesting although of course um i, I i'm taking that as still ambiguous despite what 28 weeks later uh 
Explain. <laughs> yeah, 20, 28 weeks later is an odd one because obviously when we go into it, go into detail think... with it, I guess. But it's just it's just one of I feel as though obviously I don't know. We, can we go into it now? Yes, like think, a little bit. I think we do bonus at the end for both. Um, yeah. So like at the end of spoilers, twenty eight days later, um, all the army guys die and the three of them end up okay in the end, don't they? They're quite a nice yeah. place, and uh, I think I did read it was like a Finnish, Finnish, like a Finland, like helicopter that spots them. It wasn't an American. It said it was a Finnish. Is it Finnish? Finnish. Anyway, I want to correct me. Um, I don't know where they got that from. It just looked like a normal. It was an airplane, wasn't it? One helicopter. Yeah. And they put yeah. a sign up, don't they? Yeah. Um, they... Hello. Yeah. So that's how like... it, that's how it ends. So it's just with the with the second one, I because the second one opens with probably one of the best openings. I was going to get to that because it's one of my favorites. So it's it's so good. Yeah, and when you finish, when you when he, you know, obviously we'll go into it, but when that scene finishes, I feel like it's almost like. You're, tr- you're going up a hill and you get to the top of it and you're like, amazing. And then at the very end, you trip and then you roll back down like, oh, shit. Oh, God. And you go all the way to the bottom. And it's just like, oh, what? what, a, what if, a... if, that, if the whole film had been that? Yeah, like a horror short, that would have been out of this world. Like, yeah. So that that was in 2007, directed by Juan Carlos Fresnadillo. Fresnadillo, mm. is that right? Mm. Yeah. Do I get that right? Um, and he did a film called Intruders. Fresnos. Fres- <laughs> What's his name? Juan Carlos Fresnadillo. Fresnadillo, I think, yeah. Fresnadillo. Yes. Starred Robert Fresno's Carlyle as Don. Yeah. Begbie from Trainspotting. Um, Rose mm-hmm. Byrne um, as Scarlet. Um, she was in Insidious. And I've written very nice. Next and Imogen Poots as well. She's in it. She's yeah. she's in a few things nowadays. So had a budget of fifteen million and a box office of sixty four million. So pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes seventy one percent. Audience sixty six. So it's gradually gone down. Um, and all I wrote about this film is safe zone in London. <laughs> so uh, and then I can move on from there. Um, so that. First 10, 15 minutes. Is it, it's about 15. It's quite a long intro, isn't it? Because you've got, obviously, the scenes in the house that are all making dinner. and um, It's so well done. It's like, brilliant. Just every, the setup, the payoff. Like, they're all, they're all in, dark, in darkness. Yeah. And it's like... And it, and it starts with just them, like, trying to... Like, they're cooking pasta or something and they're worried about their children on, their, on the trip to France. And then just ends up going like tits up because i think i think if i remember correctly there's a girl there and her partner is like he left yeah and she she wants to go and look for him and she ends up taking they end up there's a, a young boy yeah, who they let in. The door. yeah yeah and they let him in and you know he's there saying like oh, i was being chased and they're like oh <laughs> but how many and he's like lots lots and lots and then she takes off, I think the girl who's looking for her partner takes off a panel or at least looks through it and basically That's... all the infected have followed this, this boy. Yeah. Because they don't want to let him in. Like the, I forget his name, but the, the guy from Trainspot doesn't want to let him in. 
No. Because, uh, you know. But this is so good. I just wish the whole film could have been that. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? Is that I remember, for, I mean, for, for those listening who don't know, Lawrence and I went to university together. And I remember mm. having a conversation about 28 Weeks Later. And I remember defending it quite profusely to you. And you sort of back me and said, no, you're, 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 well, I'm not saying you're not right, but you're basically saying that you thought the film wasn't very good. Um, I just turned around and went, stop talking shit. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I was, I was defending it, but I watched it again. I actually watched it. I watched the, both films in one night. We watched both films in one night, um, one after the other, essentially. And I, I can appreciate a lot of, a lot of scenes I, th- I think they're directed very well um a lot of them um especially especially the sort of more claustrophobic ones the ones where like there's some suddenly um loads of people are in a room and it's suddenly darkness goes and zombies come in you know that that sort of situation but it annoys me slightly because i think what the first one does really well is that it it deliberately veers away from looking like a hollywood movie as you were saying, um, and it's it was shot by um, a fella called Anthony Dodd Mantle, who did. I'm going to get really nerdy here, so I'm sorry. Um, he 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 shot um, the Dogma 95 or, or some of the Dogma 95 movies, which were, you know, which was a cinema movement deliberately restrained and deliberately like handheld cameras deliberately of low quality and you can see that in 28 days later where they deliberately lowered the quality in order to make it more gritty which is a sort of thing you don't really see nowadays because everyone's got iPhones and everything so no one has that kind of quality of of film I think whereas with 28 days uh, 28 weeks later despite the fact they do use handheld cameras and they do film it in an almost documentary style it still looks a lot like a Hollywood movie and I think that kind of takes away a bit from the kind of the, the kind of grittiness that was in um, the original. Also, I feel like the zombies in Twenty Eight Weeks Later, even though they've got the same eyes and the same uh, the same sort of um, you know running and everything like that, they're f- they're far more they're far more like Hollywood <coughs> zombies than than the ones in 28 Days. I think Danny Boyle, I know I've, I've heard him in interviews and stuff, and he, he said that he doesn't see them as zombies. I mean, as you were saying earlier, he sees them as infected humans. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I see them as zombies personally, but you can see how he was trying to go for a different approach in 28 Days Later, and I think that's that's great, and it, it showed something new. Whereas with 28 Weeks Later, it was very much, these zombies are just... Uh, 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 and they flock. They flock in like you know. There's like suddenly a hundred of them chasing this one but we guy. Don't, we don't see them. We see them at the beginning a little bit, and then there's quite a big gap until we see them again, isn't it? Yeah. In the film, you don't see them much till what the well, second half. Yeah, because they're trying to. Um, basically, they've they've after that opening scene, the yeah. film kind of has like a quick run through of you know it does the typical like oh one week after infection two week after infection three week and it basically goes through that the uh the americans have come over to the uk and they've essentially like after the the infected have all died of starvation they've cleared they're trying to clear all the bodies out and make it open to the general public again and um i like i don't don't get me wrong i like that concept but similar to what ewan was saying a minute ago i think the first one's so good because it's quite subtle 
I mean, again, not to go straight back to the first one again, but there's a great scene where they're in a taxi and they need to, I think, replace a tire. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah. you don't see too much. You just, no. it's the sounds and just the shadow, you know, it's all implied of like they're getting closer. It's like, hurry up, hurry up. Whereas in the second film, it completely changes. It's yeah. like, you know, Jess, you saw, you saw that helicopter scene. As yeah. You- and it's very much goes into this kind of action film, like oh, use the blades, <laughs> use no, the blades should, and cut but, them. Should I up. tell you what's worse? What was worse was them just blowing up the Isle of uh, the Isle of Pigs, dogs, one one vermin. But oh, when they dogs. just like set off a firebomb, and I'm just like, yeah. this isn't the same. Sure, okay, sure, yeah. they did they did blow up a petrol station in the first one, but again, no. it was a much a smaller affair. Whereas this one was just like, just blow up everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I watched that scene earlier, and I I I, I thought, wow, I've got I can't see if this is possible. So I rang <laughs> Alex up, my son, my middle one. I said, Alex, mm. can you get on GTA and see if it's possible? <laughs> <laughs> to fly a helicopter through a group of people and see what happens. Yeah, yeah it's impossible, Dad. They just bounce off. But, <laughs> but, he, but he's, he's given it a go. He has given I it just, a go. I, lo- I love the idea that's how scientists yeah. do their experiments. Yeah. Just yeah. go on GTA. Go on GTA, <laughs> see what happens. We need to test this. Hop on GTA. <laughs> nah, someone with a flying bike. <laughs> his little face. I could just imagine everyone going, Alex, get on GTA, get a helicopter. And a group of people nearby, and try and mow them down. Mow basically, them down. <laughs> you what, Dad? Yeah, go on. But no, it, it's but, possible. Yeah, but, but it's it possible, but quite dangerous. Yeah, but but it's also it's also interesting with that scene. Is that again? I watched that at the time and thought this is great. Again, I thought the whole movie was great at, at the time. But I think what what's bad about it now is that because it inevitably CGI improves. You can see that it's not; they're not real <laughs> zombies. I, mean, I think it lost the real oh, oh, did it from the we're, first we're forgetting, one. We're forgetting as well that Hawkeye himself is in this. Jeremy yes. Renner and pre pre <laughs> Hurt Locker as shot. well. I think. Yeah, yeah. He had a good shot. He, he, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind his character, but it. The problem with it for me is that, like we've just been saying, is that it delves way more into the Hollywood esque yeah. sort of like. Uh, he's the hero. And yes, you know, spoilers, he goes out in a certain way, which is unexpected and quite like, oh, okay. But it still channels that kind of like, he's the hero. It's, it's similar to me what happened with Die Hard is that you have the first couple of Die Hard films and it's very much like, ah, oh, guy in a wrong place at the wrong time and has to do whatever he can. And then by Die Hard 5, it's like, oh, this Superman can fly himself through windows and pick up a shotgun and kill someone on the third floor of a building while doing a roll and jumping into a car that's going into a plane. And it's just like, stop, please. (laughs) I always find that there's a lot of, you know, with with, with the first couple of diehards that there's a lot of luck involved in not being killed. Mm. Yeah, Um, that's what I mean. It feels real. And then you get to the fifth film. Oh, the fifth yeah, film. And his terrible. luck would have run out. His you luck see, would have this, run out. This is the thing is that I, I can allow the fourth one. I think the fourth one's quite entertaining <laughs> for what it is. Yeah, the fourth but, the fourth one's just fun. Yeah, but the fifth one is just shite. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pure shit. So yeah. next and then week, fun... we're doing Die Hard 5. <laughs> What's it called? Die Harder. harder. No, we, me me and my dad watched Die all Hard of... or something. Yeah, we watched all of them over Christmas and it was hilarious because by, by the third one, we were like, oh yeah, this, this is great. We watched 
the fourth one and we were like this is the kind of you let it slide it's good fun kind of like you could easily end the series here and just be like this is good yeah. nice little fun one and then they do five and it's just like my, i remember my dad he hadn't seen it before so my dad's reaction was just like constantly like what a load of bullshit <laughs> what a load of bullshit it sounds great your dad yeah it's bang on the money as well yeah so, so yeah. we haven't really explained what else is going on in this film and i'm conscious of time um so well they but, yeah it, Oh yeah, no, you go ahead, Kev. No, let's say the they have this thing at the middle at the beginning. We're all round the table, and they let the little the little fella comes in, and then anyway, the, the zombies come in, and the main character, which his name is, oh god, I wrote it down. Don. Yeah, Dom. Jeremy Runner. And his missus <laughs> is there. Yeah, no, not Jeremy. Um, so they get attacked. He leaves his wife to die, basically, and escapes. Yeah. So then he gets a job somewhere in London in a uh, what's that called? I did write it down. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, a caretaker, so like, isn't he? Yeah, he's the caretaker. Again, I didn't fully understand. The safe that, zone. To be honest. So it's a safe zone. <laughs> Is he a caretaker uh, of the building? How he got that job? He, I don't know. I, 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 I how think he got so. it. Did he yeah. just get his little boat and he got all the way from where he was down the Thames? And well, that's what I mean. Is that if the film had just continued with yeah. that? I think it would have done better, but I get what they were trying to do. But yeah, long long story short, with what we were saying is that he le- he leaves the the his wife, um, and then she's found by yeah. the the kids who come back from France over to the UK. Yeah, and that, her, wait before you get yeah. to that, Lawrence. I, I just yeah, want to say yeah. how annoying I found that mm. plot point. Because yeah, it's, the chil- it's, it's the, annoying as shit. The children aren't in London for one day before they decide just, oh, screw all these regulations. Screw all the fact that, you know, there might be zombies outside this. Now we're just going to go out into, into London and just, you know, do what we like and try and find a picture Nick. of the mother. I, Robert, I yeah, don't think the risk is good enough to, to yeah. do that. It's, but well. she she has she has a pigmentation in her eye which has which the younger son shares with her and basically long story short it means that they are immune so they can get bitten or have like you know blood in a cut or scratch and they don't get infected but they should have been killed instantly well yes yeah, so they take Sorry. her back in they, they sh- find her yeah. and they take her back in and then again cutting a cut like cutting all the fat away basically the the guy who left her finds out that she's you know detained and that 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 you know she's like tied down on a chair and then he ends up kissing her you know saying you know I'm sorry for leaving you and because obviously he is not immune the saliva from her infects and then, him and that restarts everything again and he turns in the begbie basically yeah, <laughs> yeah he, just, he just absolutely thumb, thumbs just, her eyes out yeah, yeah he turns in the begbie and just smashes her a bit and that's what this rage is it isn't a case of eating people or in some zombie films brains or whatever you want to call it it is just sheer violence yeah but i feel it's like just... I, I i feel like the the thumbs through the eyes i i I feel like that that wasn't so much, uh, you know, it, I mean, it was graphic, obviously, and in, in some ways, but I, I think that was also a kind of a really weird callback to the first film as well, when Jim does it. I, yeah. I, I, I just feel, I, I feel like it was purely that reason, and it was just sort of, I don't know. Well, they, do, they, they do this thing as well, where basically after the matey who, you know, the, the, the main character at the beginning, 
after he gets infected, which, and this is, I think, the biggest failure of the film, is they decide to take it in a route where he becomes, like, a main infected, where it's, like, he, he like, evades the big explosion, yeah. where he's, like, just un- underneath, like, a tunnel, and he's just there, like, chilling. And he's somehow, like, conscious of the fact that he's, like, following the family. Or following yeah, the yeah, that's, just like, I- that's what I mean. <laughs> it's just, it becomes, it becomes so indulged in itself and that's why i want them to do a third one where you have you know that you know danny boyle return and just just with a battered, end it off with a battered mini dv camera is what i'm hoping yeah <laughs> yeah just, just film it in the shittest way possible just to make it like look great <laughs> Uh, I hope. Are we selling it to you, Jess? You're going to watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty good. I think it's quite entertaining, but it's very much more a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Um, than, than the first yeah. one. Yeah. Also, just just one more one more gripe that I don't <laughs> like in that um, again uses the main theme or what they say is the main theme, which is in a house in a heartbeat by John Murphy, which is played at sort of like the third act of Twenty Eight Days Later, and they play it three times in the film. As if yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. this is just an exciting bit. Let's just let's just put, let's just put that track on it. That'll make it better. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's such a really, it's a really great piece of music, and you're just sort of overusing it. And it's just, uh, it, it kind of annoyed me. But yeah, I, well, I, I agree. There are some scenes which I quite, I quite enjoyed. Um, I mean, to, I mean, to sum it up for everybody, long, long again, cutting all the facts. There is like lots more to it, I guess. But long story short. They are trying to get to a helicopter that's Jeremy Renner's friend, and the kid, because he has the same pigmentation as his as his mum, obviously he is immune, and I think he is he gets infected by the dad, so he carries the virus. They end up getting to the helicopter, the two kids, um, and they get away. And then it, it it don't get me wrong, I think the ending, the end shot is very cool. Like it, it cuts and you think, okay, they're safe, and then spoilers it cuts to paris and it shows all the infected running through paris so the oh, idea really pleased being, about that. yeah because it makes and again it, it's a good it's a good way to end it uh, yeah i just it's, i think i think i don't Europe think now destroyed I, like, don't get me wrong i don't think they should i don't think they should have taken it in there? that direction did they go but, down the tunnel they went through the tunnel and they yeah. came up at um is it wembley so you got Dover Tunnel. They yeah. must. Did they get the Dover? Okay. Well, the, the, right I, again. Sorry, this is a, this is another thing I'm also annoyed about. Is that the geography? Please, yeah, continue, the, continue. I'll be back in two seconds. Hold on. Yeah, sure. The geography of continue. this film is really annoying. I mean, this might be because I live in London, so I know where these places are. But they just keep on, <laughs> like, but they're on the Isle of Dogs. Then they manage to find themselves in Greenwich, and then for some reason they go back into central London, and then go further then go back again and then it's just it I, and i know this it's a very london-centric thing to say they're using it, the tube were they <laughs> yeah they were using yeah. the tube. at some point though it was charing cross tube station yeah, yeah which is which is just way again way out of the way of, of where they were and i mean this is a common thing in movies and tv is that they often get the geography of london very bad uh, they don't do very well with it um because it's usually usually made by uh, uh, americans or whatever and they just don't they just don't understand how it all works um even though this one wasn't made by american but you sort of catch the same drift whereas with danny boyle i, th- I think he did know roughly where everything was so he can't, could, yeah, can't, yeah. could kind of do that but it's um but yeah with that ending I really don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I really I, because I just don't. 
I feel like we followed these characters up to this point, and the fact that we don't really know what happened to them afterwards, you can do that in a satisfying way, but in this one it just wasn't... It was just like they, they just thought... And I think the reason for it was because they... Um, because a lot of people, unlike me or Lawrence or whatever, they didn't like the um, ending to 28 Days Later because they thought it was too um, optimistic um, and hopeful. And they and with this one, I think the writers just wanted to create something that was that was slightly bleaker, I guess. But I think you can do that without sort of sacrificing um, what you know about the characters. Because I feel like we there's a reason why we followed them up to this point. And I feel like just to sort of sever that completely at the end, kind of, I'm, I don't know. I'm amazed the French didn't block that tunnel up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's, 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 that's that's that makes thing, sense. Though, that doesn't make sense. But the first one ends with a way that, like you said, when you're following the characters and you have that ending and it shows that the, again, because they inherently, I guess, are not zombies in that they're not undead. They they don't like, you know, and so when they starve to death it's and you see violent. that ending. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, you know, I mean, you know, I guess you could look at it in many ways, but, you know, little known fact, Swamp Ape takes place right in between these two films. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch them almost like a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is something I recommend. So uh, if, if, if you want to stick Swamp Ape in between the two, it will totally make sense. Do you know, I recommended that. I recommended that because someone had listened to the podcast and was like, wait a minute, hold on, what's Swamp Ape? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, go for it. It's on YouTube. And and uh, they are, uh, yeah. And what did they say? I mean, they didn't get quite far. They kind of watched <laughs> a few minutes and then were like, um, they th- they thought that they thought that the way that they had described it to me was they said that they thought that um, that it not only the quality, but they were quite stunned how it was made fully as like they because they were again like saying like oh someone sat there and went i want to make a film about a swamp <laughs> that does these things have you um, seen it Ewan? no i'm i'm too scared oh yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm no, too we're scared doing it as a special <laughs> we're doing it as a special <laughs> swamp ape and hell shark special that'd be amazing <laughs> And if you're someone out there who wants to make Swamp Ape 2... <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> Please don't. Just let's, please wrap, don't. let's wrap this one up. Um, so anyway, so all, there's basically an invasion into Europe of all these, uh, whatever they're called. They're not zombies, but anyway, ragers, are they? And that's it, pretty much. Yeah, the infected. And that, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I still don't understand the tunnel. Why well, didn't block it up? And I don't understand. Well, you can, can you get into France these days, even with COVID, let alone rage? When you say the tunnel, am I missing something? Did well, I miss a Do you part? know when they invade France? Yeah. And well, they... I was wondering how they got to France. How... By the helicopter, right? I, I, well, I, 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 no, something I happened thought, in the helicopter, I think. Something must have happened then, because because yeah, I didn't get that anything happened, that they were just going to take him somewhere and use him to make... Well, they didn't they know, just though, did him. they? If they just killed him, you wouldn't have any issues. I don't think they knew, though, because when he's when he's bitten, the sister comes uh, and and then obviously like kind of saves the day. Yeah. 
and then they get in the helicopter because obviously Jeremy Renner's matey's waiting for him and he's like, where's so-and-so? And it's like, it's just us. And I just imagine that they he took him over oh, okay. to like I, to I, France or something, and then was like, "Oh, we've got two more survivors." And then, because again, it, it because he carries it, it can travel in any way. Like, yeah, but I I just thought that that they were going to quarantine him and use him to kind of for a vaccination, a vaccine, um, mm. and that was fine. But somehow they got into Europe, and I thought, how would they get into Europe? Oh, maybe they just that- went down a Channel Tunnel. That's, that's, how that's, my, that's how my brain was yeah. working. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I've got COVID. No, it's not working I, right. <laughs> I do no. agree, though. I do agree in the sense of, like, it is... That's what I mean about the quality of the two films. Yeah. Is that the first one is very contained in that it knows, like, okay, it's here. That's It's it's the, you know, the whole zone of the UK and blah, blah, blah. Whereas the second one yeah. go, leans more into, let's have fun with it. And I don't... For me, personally, I prefer the first like so going really that what direction. i'm saying it's all down to interpretation <laughs> yeah. the uh, the interpreters interpreters <laughs> so, we give one it, you. so if you were going to rate it <laughs> one against the other what are we thinking yes i know you've only seen one there you go well so we've just explained <laughs> to you which one you know right. we just explained the second one with the You've seen the helicopter, haven't you? That was the uh... <laughs> just that yeah. one helicopter Sorry, scene. Right. You didn't get that in the first one, did you? You didn't get that Hollywood I helicopter. Mean, no, but I feel like I would prefer the first one. Okay, good yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go uh, eight on the first one, probably seven on the second. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably say agree with you, like eight on the first, but then. It's a bit lower for me on the second. I'd say it's about a six for the second because I think it is enjoyable. Like you can put it on and watch it, but I wouldn't ever go to somebody and be like, "Oh my god, watch the follow up." I'd just be like, "There, there is a follow up." There's cool. a lot more going on in the second one, I think. Yeah, there's a lot, lot more storylines and, and and things going on. I found yeah. that quite interesting, but yeah, it's kind of unrealistic. But it's also like. I feel like with the first, I know we're gonna do this all night, but but they, but I, I feel like with the with the first one, they've also got like normal people. They follow normal, like you know, Jim's a bicycle courier, um, Selena's a chemist. You know, these are just like ordinary people who are just trying to survive the situation. In twenty eight weeks later, you got Jeremy Renner being a you know a sniper, and it's just like yeah. it, it's just so yeah. Very, very and Idris Elba, and Idris Elba, yeah, yeah, in yeah. It. yeah, he's in it, and he and plays an American. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he I plays think, the American general. I think he was he? in a lot of American. Wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was in the Wire. Yeah, he was. He was in yeah. the Wire, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. I think that's the first thing I saw him in was the Wire. Yeah, the Wire, the Wire. Um, personally, I because it's one of my favorite horror movies and maybe my favorite zombie movie ever um, of the ones I've seen. Um, I reckon I'm going to give this one 10 actually. Um, nice. That's Cause nice. I just, I just enjoy yeah. it. I mean, I've probably seen it too much now, but I, but I really enjoy it with 28 weeks later. I was going to give it a six, but during our, d- during our conversation, <laughs> it's rattled me up a slightly. slightly. So I, so I'm then going to give it a five, a five. It's great. It's, so it's grinded my good. gears. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, 28 days later wins this one. Mm. Rightly so. Um, all right, it's about that time then. Shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Right. I 
put it on Twitter actually. That I watch a few films. Well, my son's thirteen now, and he he, he loves horror films. Um, so we watched Phantasm one and two. When I think I spoke about that last week. Um, so we ended up finishing Phantasm three, which is Lord of the Dead, Phantasm four, Oblivion, and Phantasm five, Ravager. As they say it. Good titles. Good titles. <laughs> um, they're so good. Yeah. The second one in this series has a different kind of main character in it. I don't have you seen them all, Harry? I've definitely seen the first and the second, but I don't think I've seen any more. So the than second that, the second one has a different uh the the Is it Mike? It's paper. He's like the young lad, and it's played by a different character. And when I watched the Joe Bob series of all the phantasms where he kind of talks about them all, this one wasn't played at all. Um, and then he comes back in the third one, the, the main character from the first one. So it's just like he wasn't in. It's not a bad film, the second one, but it's a it's. How do you explain this? These films. Um, it's about this really tall bloke who I think is an interdimensional character. There's all sorts of dimensions and different versions of him, I think, going on. And he uses humans. I don't know if he takes their blood out and gives them. It's just so, makes no sense most of the time until they try to explain it in the fourth and fifth one. Um, and I would I would watch it. I like all five of them. I own them all. It's just, just mad. Absolute mad. My boy don't know what was going on in them. But you get to the fifth one. I think the, the the tall man, the main character, dies. I think maybe a year later in real life. So you could see he was very old and kind of because they're quite spaced out as well. I think these films. There's a few years between them all. Same characters in all of them, pretty much. Mm. Um, but well worth a watch. I know I mentioned that on Twitter, Ewan. Well worth yes. a watch, mate. Um, the first <laughs> one makes absolute no sense at all. Um, it's got the spheres in it, like a ball with a. Um, like a blade that goes into people's heads and extracts um, some amount of ketchup from their heads, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So the other the other thing I watched um, was on Apple. Apple gave me six months free. Um, Apple TV or Apple Plus. So I watched Finch um, with Tom Hanks and a robot and his dog. Have you seen oh, that one yet? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't seen many. it, but I, I haven't seen it. But I know. Yeah, it's incredible. It's about it's nearly two hours long, and it's so sad in parts. It's basically um, so the Tom Hanks character is living in a world where I don't know if there's been a nuclear war or where well, it's high radiation. People are you know there's hardly anyone there. It's a bit like Mad Max if you can call it that. Um, and he's got his dog, and I think he knows he's dying, and he wants someone to look after the dog. Um, so he has this robot and he teaches this robot who sounds a bit like Borat, to be honest. No Borat. <laughs> yeah. um, and at I was thinking, is that actually Borat speaking? <laughs> High five. <laughs> but like, oh, right, it, right. Okay, know, yeah. It's like, yeah. thank you. Borat. But like, it, honestly, <laughs> I really enjoy, Tom Hanks is so good. So good. I don't know what you guys think, but whatever I watch him in, he's brilliant. Um, and the other thing I started watching on Netflix was that Archive 81. Have any of you seen it yet? No, not yet. Again, no. Um, uh, again, seen it advertised, though. 
a guy researching um like it, someone had made a documentary on camera i think about 25 years before um and he cleans up old vhs and videotape and things so some of this stuff had been in a fire so he takes the tapes out of the old cassettes and cleans them all up and watches them i, I won't go into too much but it's quite it's kind of a supernatural element to it as well. Um, and I would definitely highly recommend I'm only on episode three or four, but I would re- recommend it. It's, it's, it's hitting it for me at the moment. And I don't watch many TV series, to be honest. I don't have time. But yeah, Archive 81, Netflix. So, Larry. Um, okay, so I watched... Uh, firstly, I watched a film called Feast. Um, is that horror? Th- is that yes. all? Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. So it's essentially, I'm trying to think how I would describe it in a quick way. It's essentially a comedy horror, but not, it is like dark humor. But essentially, it's about a group of people who are stuck in a bar in the middle of like a desert area and uh yeah they get attacked by these creatures who like to kill and like to fuck a lot that's literally <laughs> it sounds amazing to be honest they so like basically they it's really gory um and i want to say and i might be wrong on this but i think ben affleck and matt damon had a had a hand in writing. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they had they had a hand in writing. I think. Um, really good. I would recommend it, but just to just turn your brain off because it like there was a I've point in it. Down. I've written it down. Yeah. It really. I won't. Don't want to get, obviously go into too much detail, but just it. It was um, very surprising. I watched another well i mainly just watched actually horrors ironically i watched another film called feral um which was like another zombie sort of film it it was okay (laughs) (laughs) it it aggravated me a little bit Uh, i just i just on what was faced what was faced on uh, this amazing yeah, yeah, okay, right. Internet. On the American <laughs> <laughs> It's on the old internet. Go and watch Face. The internet. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, and Feral was, you know, okay. Like, I understood what they were going for. I liked the story, but I just think, like, some of the characters were quite um, annoying, sadly. Yeah. Um, I think when you watch it, you'll you'll probably see what I mean. I oh, will watch it, yeah. Definitely. Especially the main character, just kind so of. So I got to look on the internet for that one, yeah. Yeah, internet plus. Yeah, that's definitely worth. I'm subscribing for that. Decent. <laughs> Get it. We should have an advert um, on this on the podcast for internet plus. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I went on to Netflix and I was having a scroll through, and I I I had seen this before a long time ago, but I um when i watched it back then i yeah yeah just wasn't really paying too much attention to it so uh i basically put on day of the dead bloodline which is a remake of george romero (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh, <laughs> by the way, we're doing that next week. So that's how you watch it. 
yeah, it'll just be a I'll it'll just I be I a rant it. from yeah. me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was um don't get me wrong i will give them credit for special effects was one I of the zombies was... a bit more clever well george a romero made obviously night of the living dead yeah uh dawn of the dead and day of the dead and watching that they're meant as like obviously a trilogy i know he uh he they remade night of the living dead um which had his approval um and um i forget his name but the special effects artist who worked on dawn of the dead and he's in loads of horror films he directed it (laughs) pardon me um and it's really good but this film, sorry, in Day of the Dead, there's a zombie called Bub, who one of the scientists is trying to basically say like how zombies and humans can live together in that if we can just kind of like get on the same wavelength as them, they'll you know we could go, we can live above the ground because they live in a bunker, and they remade it, uh, and it's shit. Yeah, shit. I don't, you know, I don't want to waste too much time. It's just the special effects are good. The acting is god awful. Um, the like they they do this thing where they obviously don't want to just remake the same film, so they try and take parts that are like, oh, this is really interesting. We'll do this, and it's like, no, it's not. It's like you know, it's like there's a reason why the other film is considered a classic, and this film is considered, you know a quick watch and then you get halfway through and then stop paying attention. Um, I quite liked it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at this now. I can remember watching this quite clearly. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's just dreadful. Every, like I, I had it. I I was watching it ironically on my phone because I was like, you know what? I'll give this a go again. I was like, you know, I just put it in the background. I'll, I'll have it on. And I and I was invested for the first like two minutes of it, and then it just just it's again it's like falling down the hill again. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. you know, but you fall, you get to the bottom, and you break all your legs and your arms, and yeah. you just sit there like, oh no, <laughs> thanks, film. <laughs> um, yeah, and then other, other than that, um, not not too much else. Uh, been watching NFL because obviously Super Bowl's coming up, um, and then. <laughs> Yes, I love the NFL. So, for our American um, listeners, what is the NFL? Well, they'll know what it is. No, they yeah, won't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd love for a Brit to explain it to them what the NFL is. And I'm sure our well, Swedish listeners would love to explain what the NFL is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, to, to be to be fair, um, I the team I support hasn't hasn't got through. They haven't got through. In who who do you support? The New York Giants. I I like the 49ers only because I've got family living in San Francisco. The, like... the spoiler spoiler for anyone who's listening and likes NFL and hasn't watched the recent game, but 49ers just completely dicked over the <laughs> Gr- Green Bay Packers, which is the team my dad supports, which was um yeah, which was a fun watch, <laughs> I guess. It was, so but, it's like um, rugby yeah. basically, isn't it? But they you, they Ooh. wear so it's basically <laughs> rugby with outfits on with uh padding. They, every listener in America is just like I ah! <laughs> don't know what rugby is. You throw a ball about. You, know? you don't throw a ball about. 
half of all sports is, is throwing a ball about. <laughs> you do throw it though. You don't kick it very often, though, yeah. do you? American, you kick it much in American uh, you, football. You, you you kick it a, a a fair bit. If you get fourth and fourth and down, usually they go. It's for not a like kick. soccer though, is it? You're not constantly kicking it. You throw it about. No, that's, kick it a no, bit. that's blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a bit of kicking it about, a bit of throwing it about, catching it, that kind of thing. It's like, did you just call it soccer? It's not, <laughs> it's not soccer. Soccer's got a round ball. Like they use Do you this... mean football? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we call it football but... in the UK. But yeah, I've never not. understood that. Like, fair, f- feel free. I don't know if there's a comment stuff or comment on Instagram or whatever. Give him some why? shit. Yeah. Please, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Just why? Um, why is it American no, yeah. football? Please explain. <laughs> why is it Ameri- American <laughs> football? Um, how, how, um, how did we end up here? <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, but then, they could have like, called it soccer and just they, they had that as soccer. <laughs> but like, that's they soccer could, and we have football. They could have called it ball hand. Um, <laughs> ball. But, but um, no, yeah. So, and then lastly, um, I haven't watched it, but I'm very excited for it. It's on the 28th of January on Netflix, but um, All of Us Are Dead. It's a Korean zombie film. And it's in, like, I, I want to say it has some of the same creative team behind Train to Busan. Uh, Busan or bu- not, the, not the second yeah, one that though. one no not that pissing <laughs> film <laughs> no I was so disappointed with that film um, but yeah that, that's it from me like I would just recommend like, I'm going to be watching that yeah I think I will up. be as well definitely that looks really good and that's coming out at the end of the month all of us. 20, 20, 28th of January on on Netflix. All of us are but, dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, you in? Yeah. So I'll, I'll try and I'll try and I'll, I'll try and keep mine snappy. Um, yeah. Don't go into the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched um, Guillermo del Toro's new film, uh, Nightmare Alley, um, which is all right. What was that on? Was that on Internet Plus or no? No, no it's on uh, <laughs> Cinema Plus. It's in cinemas. Um, <laughs> Cinema Plus. Cinema Plus. Um, it, it's quite. It's quite an interesting one. So it's sort of. It's basically a sort of neo noir based in the nineteen forties, and it's centered around this character played by Bradley Cooper, who winds up as a carny. So in a sort of nineteen forties carnival, and he's sort of learning everything, and he's a bit of a. He's a bit of a con artist in some ways, and he's. Sort of learns to become a psych- a fake psychic essentially. Um, problem with it was is that I sort of like it was really interesting. Like the first I don't know forty five minutes because like Guillermo del Toro like creates these like phantasmagorical worlds. Like yeah. you sort of like you're s- sort of transported into these like weird you know so so, so essentially a carnival. So there's like a me- like merry go rounds and um, house of mirrors, house of mirrors and uh, psychics and electric girls and you know all those weird stuff that happens. But then sort of after forty five minutes, it drops because he then goes to the big city to try and make it big, um, and he does make it big, and they sort of skip through to two years later when he makes it big, and I think all the conflict is essentially lost by that point because I think when Films have done this before, where um, they, especially with like um, the 
most recent remake of A Star Is Born, where it's like, okay, we're going to have half an hour of you struggling to get fame. Oh, you've got fame. Oh, you're famous. Let's spend another hour and a half when you're famous. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I find that aspect just not not very interesting. Once once they've never reached their ultimate. Film. Yeah, what well, Star is born? Yeah, I, I I'm not bother. watching it. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's just like when they've reached the objective, I just feel like there's nowhere for the film to go after that, and yet they they put it put out. I yeah, mean, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. But but Nightmare Alley is, isn't a bad film. It's just I feel like after a while it kind of drags on. And it's two and it's two and a half hours long. What genre it's, is it? Is it? It's sort of it's sort of noir so sort of neo-noir but it's but it's a bit fantastical as well so th- there's not a fantasy in it but it's guillermo del toro's sort of like yeah um, i was thinking horror know. when you first said his name i thought then... we were still talking about a star is born i was no, like no, is no, it no, no, i was no. like i'm i was like have i got <laughs> a wrong film horror, <laughs> yeah, yeah just like we'll review yeah. it next on the podcast uh, uh, yeah i mean there, there, there are horror elements to nightmare alley but there's but it's mainly a sort of neo-noir sort of situation um uh, then I saw Kenneth Branagh's Belfast, which I thought was very, very good, actually. Um, so basically set in the end of the 1960s um, in Northern Ireland at the start of the Troubles. Um, and it's basically told from the perspective of a, nine, of a nine-year-old boy, um, which is based on Kenneth Branagh's own childhood, um, sort of growing up there. It's it's filmed in black and white. Um, it, and it's, it's a really charming and poetic film in some ways is it's sort of um it's, it's quite heartbreaking as well because it's basically this family who, who think of leaving belfast because of like the conflict that is essentially rising in the area but they don't really want to leave because they would feel like outsiders anywhere else so they they, they want to keep there and, and jamie dornan who plays the father he works in England and then comes back to Belfast in order to pay the bills and stuff. And he's a very interesting character because he clearly loves the, the city, but he, he feels he has to, we have to go. And then the mother's like, no, I want to stay here. And, but it's a really nice, cause it's not, it's not overly tragic. And I think a lot of critics were sort of like, they've essentially airbrushed reality because it's sort of like a romantic view of the city during a really conflicted period but i think it works because it's told from the perspective of a child a child who sort of sees like john wayne westerns on telly and watches just bang bang at the cinema and, and all this thing so his the realities are sort of mingles with the fantasies in in a really lovely poetic way um and i i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good also um i thought i'd mentioned this is a really art house thing that i watched um it's from a thai director called um apichatpong wirasetekel i think that's how you pronounce his name yeah um, hang on that was, that was yeah, i was gonna say i, was pretty, uh, I practiced was, it a few sounded times sounded right um, <laughs> <laughs> um he, so he's a sort of champion of what's called slow cinema which has been around for a while i think maybe since the 80s or 90s sort of like a movement where it's everything is deliberately slow everything is takes really long time it takes a really long time and it's really They're drawn based out in norfolk that's what it, what it sounds like no no it's um, like everything up there is just like it's really no. slow so, so it's cool <laughs> like to be honest i lived there for a long time i've only just started speeding up again as you know i actually thought it was for a second no. like from the <laughs> no but so, it's so, norwich boy norwich. so so the film is called memoria it's set in Bogota, so in Colombia in South America. Um, it stars Tilda Swinton as a, 
I think she's a botanist of a kind. And the premise goes is that she keeps on hearing this very specific noise in her head. And the sort of journey of the film is her trying to figure out what this noise is. And it sometimes comes into like quite funny moments where she even goes to like a sound designer to try and imitate the noise she she hears in her head. And it's quite interesting. Like the first, so it, it, it's almost, it, I actually feel like a lot of the film is almost like a horror movie because she hears this noise at weird points, like when she's just having dinner. And because it's a slow film, you'd have about five minutes of her having dinner with her relatives, say. And then after five minutes, the noise would suddenly go... Pfft! And you're just like, what the fuck? And it's like, and, it, and it's really interesting. But then the last act kind of lost me in that it kind of got lost in itself. Um, as tends to, sometimes happens with these really art house movies, they tend to lose the plot entirely in the last half. And there's a particular particular shot that I that I kind of think r- ruins a lot of what came before. Um, I would advise you to watch it, but it's just like. I just well, watched it. I was just like, no, this is like, it's like jumping the shark. You know, jumping the shark, you know, when like Fonzie jumps over the shark. It's, it was kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of yeah, like yeah, I was I watching this particular yeah. shot and I was like, no, they've gone too far with this. I just read just, a review and it says, this was recommended to me, but Memoria is better known as, should be better known as Miss Noria. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I'm presuming it's a little bit on the slow side. So. It is. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame people for walking out, to be honest. But I actually quite like. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, when you when you it's live 90%. in the modern, rotten. yeah, ninety percent yeah, on rotten though. It's it's, it's I I rec- I'd recommend it because I also think like when you live in the modern world, you're so distracted by so many things, like you know, pho- like well, you know, with the phone and everything, and movies try and accommodate to that, so there's cuts every four seconds and everything like that. Whereas with this, it was quite nice just to just sit back and just like it's quite meditative in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. sit back, and you yeah. just watch what's going on. I admit the last act is kind of difficult, and That's a long I wouldn't film, recommend though, isn't it. Though? I'm just, of... I'm just so glad I got to hear the the sound breaking laugh again. Just, the <laughs> <laughs> just reminds me of just being in the lecture theatre and then whispering, and then you know you've got to be quiet, and you just hear just, <laughs> just that laugh. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this might surprise you, Lawrence, but that is actually the noise they use in Memoria. The, the... <laughs> it's my laugh. What's the, <laughs> what's the noise in my head? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um also i should mention um season three of afterlife um which um, we discussed briefly last last week spoilers Uh, i won't give any spoilers but i was just saying yeah i I won't give any spoilers i'm I'm a bit away through of that now but the i won't i won't say any plot points but the last episode destroyed me like literally that they they use a track called um i will follow you into the dark by death cab for cutie which is like one of my favorite songs of all time but it so perfectly encapsulates what that show is about i think straight from the off i was i was just crying and it's it's one of those things where it's like this this isn't like like sort of tv or movie crying when you watch something emotional happen on screen it's the kind of thing where you know real things like pop up in your mind and you're like you actually start proper like sort of real crying um at least that was my experience i don't know if it's the same for you i've heard similar um, from other things i've read but no, it was, um, it was it was it was it was a great ending. I mean, even though I've sort of I'm sometimes ambivalent about Afterlife in general, I think I think that episode really. Was here, really good. Here's a question. Here's a question. Without any spoilers, mm. do you think season three rounds it up in like that's it? 
I, I think so. I think. I mean, Ricky Gervais has said that this would be the last season, and I think if, if, oh, that, okay. if okay. that if that does turn out to be the case, I think the last episode really rounds it off, and I think it's a good ending. Yeah, no, okay. fair enough. Fair Jess, enough. I've watched nothing. <laughs> Genuinely, uh, you watched nothing. the helicopter scene. I've watched <laughs> that scene. I'll put that on. Uh, I'll put that in the notes. Helicopter yeah. scene. And uh, that was it. So, what have you been doing? Did you watch like, Hawkeye? Uh, oh, I finished Hawkeye. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I see. I, I I loved it. I just the only thing about it that I was a bit like, which would be cool to hear your opinion of, is like, again, spoilers for people who haven't seen it. Just a big heads up. Um, I'm saying, but it. like, are you gonna watch it? I don't want to spoil something uh, no, you for can. you. You, you need can. to watch okay. it. You're gonna watch it. Well, I will. I will watch it. But I don't. You know. But like, what did you think of um, Kingpin? Yeah, the, the film. Like, yeah, I love the film. <laughs> you want about the? Uh, <laughs> you want about the bowling film with uh, the bowling film? Tempin bowling film. Is that what you're on about? I, That's amazing. <laughs> I think it's going to be good how everything uh, ties together. You don't think that he's? Um, I mean, like again, I'll try and you know how his scene ends, like mm-hmm. how he. Do you don't think I don't? I mean, I don't personally think. Oh no, no, the, no. I don't. No, like you I've imagine seen, though, if it is, I've seen things from the comics and like, like that's yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I loved how he was wearing his outfit from the yeah. comics, like the Hawaiian mm-hmm. stuff, which yes. a load of people. I've watched a few reviews for it, and people are like, "Oh, oh, he's you know, oh, Marvel have taken him in a direction where he's like a, a Hawaiian like guru," and I'm like. Okay, it's like, it's, it is okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it was good. I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And that's it. Are you watching Book of Boba Fett? Uh, I've only watched the first two episodes. I don't know if you can I, see it. I don't know how I feel. That's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know if you can see it, but I have my yeah. Mandalorian. Yes, <laughs> nice. I have His helmet. The baby Yoda. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, the baby Yoda is down there. Yeah, uh, there was a yeah. child. Yeah, there is another helmet up there, but you can't see. Hold on, let me... I, I, w- I want to see baby Yoda wear the helmet. He's... Oh, that there. won't go on his... Have you... What's oh, you could try. Like... It probably his fits like his entire s- body. Squishy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listeners, legs. Just... you can't see this, listeners. <laughs> it's just like... Showing, we're just yeah. showing Baby Yoda's anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. He sleeps. So next, next week, oh, the week after, whenever we we do this next, mm-hmm. um, I think we kind of decided that we're going to do Wreck One and Two, which are Spanish films, mm-hmm. zombie horrors. Are we all right with that, guys? Yep, yep. sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're I, not doing Wreck Three, are we? I might even watch the uh, what's the the US Hollywood version. Called quarantine, uh, quarantine, quarantine. Got Dexter's sister in it, isn't it? Yeah, she's. she's really good actually. Yeah, Yeah. quarantine two wasn't. No, on the plane. I remember quarantine being decent. Yeah, it is on a (laughs) missing plane. (laughs) It's the same thing with uh, literally what we've been talking about tonight. It's the same thing that happened. Is that they basically remade Wreck, nearly shot for shot, and it's like cool, okay, (laughs) and then they make quarantine too and it's like oh for fuck's sake the budget the budget's gone and the actors are gone and everything's gone 
<laughs> so yeah, we'll be back with uh, Rec One and Two. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Um, fuck Facebook. If you want to follow us on Instagram, <laughs> it's. I thought I you agree. were saying something else, but. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Jess, is that right? Yes. That's up and running again. Um, yeah, if you want to email us, boneshorrorpod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the sh- come on air and promote your uh, books or whatever you're doing, then please do give us a shout. Um, come we'll... on here and explain the NFL to <laughs> all four of us. Explain it Please. to me why they have to wear like padding and things, don't they? they what's it called? It's got armour on, are not they? Well, I mean, they do get knocked absolutely yeah, so to the So do they ground. do in rugby as well, don't they? The same thing. Exactly. This is what, yeah. Come exactly on, we're going to debate. Rugby, British, r- you know? rugby, rugby versus NFL. Thank you for listening to the unofficial <laughs> NFL podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next week's NFL special. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll hopefully be back in a week or two um, with Rec 1 and 2. And we will see you all then. See you later then. Bye. Bye. Bye.